Welcome, listeners, to Fate's Rest. And uh, this, well, let's just put it this way. Last time, some crazy shit happened. Y'all want to go over it? Uh, yeah, we, we took a Ray Ferry ride to the island of darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, you'll be got to ride on a, on a, well, got to get a ride from a giant uh, eagle spirit thing, too. So that was also interesting. That was metal. Um, uh, everything's really dark. It's like nighttime, except it's not supposed to be nighttime. We go into the woods. Oh, yeah, we also, like, summoned our friends, sort of. Mostly we sent, you know, the almost all-knowing god after him. So, <laughs> yeah, and we, we we built a makeshift door to let them all through on the island. It was a good time. Um, so we we gathered up everyone and we go in and we find out uh, what Tazul is, Daddy Darkness. Yeah. So evidently, the person who was Callie's friend, the blind guy is actually half of the father of all creation or whatever. Um, so that's fun. Now they're not half anymore, and um, they are darkness, so now we're supposed to stop them. Uh, so we're doing magic mumbo-jumbo at the table. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult because everyone keeps, like, falling asleep. Well, not really, fainting, kind of. Failing their wisdom saves, I think. Wisdom is not um, everybody's strong suit. That happens. And then we see Jack and the gatekeeper <coughs> standing alone at the table. Everyone else fell down, and that's where we're at now. It's a pretty good recap. We'll pick up right there. Uh, a couple of moments have passed, and you've begun to wake up. Now... All of the other pact holders are still unconscious on the ground. Uh, and you all begin to stand up. Or wake up groggily. Uh, the gatekeeper and Jack look worse for wear. Like, they look rough, but they're awake and standing. As you all wake up, Callie, for some reason has a chair. Yeah, it's one of those little, like, iron kind of, almost ornate looking garden chairs. Um, and she's gonna just set it upright and take a seat in it while she comes to and, like, gets her senses about her. And as as Yulby stands up, um, a very familiar, unfamiliar face has a handout to help her stand up. Uh, she'll take it because she's groggy, sleepy, tired. Like, ugh, I was hit by a large bull or something. What was that? <laughs> she'll hear uh, the. She'll hear a voice that she heard in a passing dream. Of what it feels like. Uh, that would be some some magic there. Lots of magic. Oh yeah, that. What? <laughs> She's very much awake. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're here too. He rolls her hair. <laughs> Big ol' hug. Lift up. She's strong. 
Yep. <laughs> yes. And Zug begins to stir and wake up. Uh, so I think... I think he does wake up with uh, the scroll in his hands. Um, and uh, he would wake up as... Uh, I think he would wake up as Fritz because that's what he went to sleep as so leave it leave it to the nerd to go off into the mystical beyond and bring back reading material (laughs) 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 i think it's like it's probably like a very very like um very like like extra level of scroll too like the parchment looks really worn and like it looks very old so i'll actually give you a full description on it it is this very worn black parchment with it looks like silver and white uh, uh, engravings and letterings all over. Ooh, that's gonna be difficult Ooh. to read in the darkness zone. <laughs> Maybe it's like you flash a light on it and it shines brighter. Hmm. Or the 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 writing is like this really bright white color and the parchment's black, so it just really pops out at you. I gotcha. Oh, I do have one other detail besides you'll be hugging this new figure that just appeared out of no fucking where. Um, I I believe her axe would be on her back and it very much looks very different Um, there's a very uh, I think deep green emerald stone in the last hole and it's taken on some new qualities to it Uh, still the same shape but all the sharp edges have turned gold color and same with the shaft and the hilt turning to a black color uh, there's a lot of like fancy, elegant swirls and engravings all over it. Real fancy, like. Sounds fancy. Um, gonna look over at Yulby. Squint slightly at the new person. <laughs> then, S- eerily, eerily familiar, like, like. Very familiar facial features to Yulby. Then I'm gonna look back at the table. Is the is the stone still there? The seed. The stone, the seed, whatever you want to call it, is there. It is glowing, all different types of colors, and it has taken on. A more solid form, a more colored form, and it looks like this rainbow-colored, more of a gemstone than an egg this time, and it looks like a, um, like almost like a, a dodecahedron, like almost like a d20, and it's all different, all different colors. Every color you can imagine is shining off of this thing. Gonna look at the gatekeeper. Did it work? He's, he's kind of doubled over, holding onto his knees. Yes, that is the perfected seed. Or, I guess, in this form, the world gem. 
looks at Yobi. Don't eat it this time. Well, it's not an egg this time. Look at it. That's a rock. <laughs> I mean, I could try to eat rocks. I've heard of these things called rock candy, and they're pretty sweet, apparently. Um, but I don't think that's going to do that. Why don't we try to avoid eating super powerful magic items in the first place? Food shaped or not. Um, well, you keep the fancy magic egg away from the person I was trying to steal it. Well, I did try. I and I'm not saying that you did wrong. I'm just saying try not to eat this one. I also think that uh, you should all avoid eating things that aren't food. But there's magic food. Yes, but that's not food. Um, well, yeah, that's a rock now. Though I think we should focus more on the matter at hand. Right. The creator, he's just standing in the same spot he was in before. He's now on the ground standing with his hands behind his back waiting. I have a question. This is just a, a yes. tiny detail question. So when we walked in, this person was sitting cross-legged hovering in the air. And now they have landed and are standing? Correct. Okay, I just wanted yes. to make sure that they actually had changed posture and that wasn't just like a, a glitch in the matrix. Um, about that, I'm going to kind of like gesture for sort of a huddle up, right? Like come in a little bit closer. Um, so that is no longer my friend, Tazul. Uh, it's already been confirmed that that's the father, but it's not... Um, he's not returning or anything. So don't feel any moral hang-ups about that. Um, also, I have it on good... I forgot the wording for it. Good something. Neko failed. That's fine. Um, I got a bit of advice that we shouldn't carry any doubt when we go into this battle. So do what you can to clear your minds of that. Empty. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Both Jacks have a face bomb. <laughs> well, beautiful. <laughs> also, know that might not be as easy as one as we originally thought, because uh, there are certain things you cannot vanquish. I'm gonna look to the gatekeeper. I thought it was more of a containing yes. than a vanquishing, right? Correct. So what is our true goal here? Do we just have to knock him down a few pegs, or...? Well, hopefully, um, diplomacy works before fighting. Uh, 
I don't, I do not have the strength left to help in any form of fashion of fighting. Uh, plus, Sig says that fighting will uh, most likely end in probably the worst uh, uh, scenario for all of us. I. He knows from experience. Yes, I wasn't. I didn't mean to imply that I was jumping right into a fight. I just wanted us to be very prepared for one, should it happen. Uh, we basically want to keep him from destroying the world. That's what we want. Well, then let's go have a uh, chat, shall we? What if... We do kind of what we did with all the packed friends. All the spirits. They didn't really ask us to fight, except the cat. Hmm. A test. You know? That's worth a shot. Or there's, uh, what, an offering. We had a music battle. Um. You're proposing we approach and ask, um, what he might require to make an agreement or a pact with us? Yes. It's certainly worth a try. Well, then we don't get into any fights or anything like that. And he's, well, he's not your friend anymore, but he's got like a little bit of your friend in him, right? I was told no. Well, people can tell a lot of things, but there could be a little, little, little squish. Like she'll make the little squish fingers. <laughs> If it does come to a fight, I have to believe that is not him. So I will choose now to believe it is not him. This isn't the sort of fight, if it comes to that, it isn't the sort of fight I could hesitate and we'd need to use all of our strength. You can still fight your friends. They're just being bad. <laughs> um, like I said, as Sig had already said, that fighting... Fighting would mean that very few, if any of us, would leave this chamber. But there's still a chance of success. Well, there's a chance for anything, if you know anything about luck and chances. Well, <laughs> we'll try the peaceful route, and if it doesn't work, well, we'll take the more risky routes. Um, Let's go. You stay here, though. She pats the drow <laughs> head. <laughs> yep. I'll, um, I'll stay here with these two. He looks at uh, Jack and the gatekeeper uh, these two old fogies here and 
make sure that they uh, recover some. Before we leave, um, I would like to do one thing. I'd like to cast a spell, please. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and spend a sorcery point to metamagic it. Um, which I haven't basically done this whole game almost since the beginning. Um, I would like to twin the spell protection from evil and good to cast it on both of my friends. Um, until the spell ends, the willing creature I touches is protected against certain types of creatures, aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. Um, benefits include those creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you, and you guys cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. I don't know what to expect, but here you go. Oh, neat. Um, so it's cast through the staff, so what it's going to look like is there's going to it's going to tap the staff on the ground and a little light will form at the top, and then little balls of light will go to each of you guys. That's that's fitting. A little ball of light just kind of sparkles the purple color that most of your magic shows, and it kind of follows them. Sweet. I would like to give five hit points each to Golden Jack and the Gatekeeper, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep, they both look. Uh, they still look like they're exhausted to a point of holy crap, but they don't look like they're gonna die. We're just a little five HP boost. I don't have enough of a point pool to heal two gods upright. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's valid. <laughs> Plus, we might end up in a battle. I might need those points later. Exactly. You begin to approach the father, the creator. And he stands there very respectfully, as um, uh, politely as he can, waiting. Surprisingly calm air around the situation. And he waits as you approach. I would like to walk up and do a bit of a bow the way I might approach um, one of the spirits uh, for the first time, mm -hmm. like I did with Ray. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how to greet a god properly, but it is the best I got. A wave hello. He watches. He nods. Fritz would just kind of look at him, just kind of watching the different greetings and just kind of like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Kelly bows. You'll be waves. The camera pans to Fritz and he just stands there. 
just picks out his teeth. <laughs> Which is all accurate teeth. <laughs> and this, the father, he smiles. He says, uh, each of you are very unique in your ways. Just love when mortals begin to create their own unique personalities. I'm pretty sure that's well, how it works. I would like to say about that. Not as an accusation or anything, but you know that a lot of your coming back causes a lot of problems for mortals, right? Yes, well, um, there's a certain set of divinities that kind of messed everything up, so I had to come in and fix it. It does cause, I guess, bits of depression. I don't, maybe death, I don't know. How precisely are things messed up? What is it you're here to fix? And he kind of like paces around for a couple seconds. Well, magic is all out of whack. Things have been counting and falling apart for centuries, if not longer. Um, when I came in to do something about it the last time, the so-called primordials of this world, he puts the air quotes around it and everything, locked me in an egg, or tried to, and separated my being into two. Then he focuses it on, Z on, on Zug, on Fritz. And then someone's people locked me in a tree. Fritz is going to um, have, a, have a, bit of a, a bit of a grin. He says, well, those people were being destroyed by all the impact that you brought trying to right everything. So they were only trying to fix all of the destruction that uh, your that was found in your wake. Once again, not as an accusatory thing, but you do bring a lot of power wherever you go. I have a question. Yes. Well, yes. well, why why do you need to fix all the things? Well, I made a mistake by letting those primordials do as they saw fit, and I came to correct it. I fixed my mistakes. I do not let them fester like some other divinities. What harm is there in allowing things to continue as they are? 
things continue as they are. I foresee the future of this world to die. It could be a hundred years from now, thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, millions. But if things continue the way they are, magic will eventually disappear and the world will be destroyed. And I don't like the things I've created to be destroyed. Yet you're all right with destroying thousands of lives to fix a mistake. Thousands of unique, separate individuals. That is not something that, I guess, concerns me all too much. Are they not also your creation? If I... Some of them. Most of them. But... If I am successful in resetting, life will eventually regrow itself, I guess. Just need to find the right people to put in charge. Then why do a reset? Why don't you just look for people to do the job? Also, do you want to be a dad or a boss? Because those are two different things. Hmm. Are they? Yeah, dad has to eventually let go and see his progeny off, right? Because they got to go do their own shit and figure things out. And they'll fuck up and they'll look to dad every once in a while and be like, hey, I need some help. At least that's how what most stories say. And then bosses, they tell you to get your shit together and then throw you out eventually. Plus, they also seem to be in it for the money, whereas Dad's kind of in it for because they just want to. That's an interesting concept. Hmm. Don't really make money off of things. I do care for what I've created mostly. Hmm. Though. I do say, if you care for what you've created, isn't destroying what you created kind of uh, the ultimate insult to what you've created? Yes, well, it's always good to start over every now and then, is it not? No, this was messed up. There's no way I can see to fix it, so I start over. You know, I would say... Starting things over, um, is it, would you say it is correct that if you start a family and let's say your children end up becoming criminals, is it the correct thing to destroy those children and to make a new family? 
Because what you are proposing and what you are talking about is essentially that very example, except on a much larger scale. And many of the people who are doing what you say is not the correct path have no idea what the correct path actually is. They're just acting in their in the best that they can. He looks at the three of you, and he smiles, this real big smile. He says, you know, you three are the first ones to have actually tried to speak to me when I have come in. And, well, I say three, but there's really four of you here, isn't there? But, either way, you are right. A father doesn't come in and destroy his family. Uh, if his children go down the wrong path, then it's his fault. It's not It's not his children's fault for not knowing. It's his for not teaching them all of their options. However, I cannot just simply leave. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why is Avon just imagined? Yeah, sure, he could go pick up a pack of cigarettes and just go. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get his pack of cigarettes in his mill. Come back later. Amazing. Uh, no, you'll be wouldn't say that at all, but sorry, I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> if. We're building on the allegory of a family and children. I mean, you are called the father. Would it not be more impactful to instruct your children to have them work to fix their mistakes? You didn't teach them the first time. That doesn't mean you can't teach them now. I may have also given them far too much power and responsibility before they needed it or they could handle it. Speaking as someone who has had both power and responsibility stripped from her, those are both things you can lose. And learn from. Although, if if I may... You bring up the point of you need to direct and guide. Could I, perchance, let you see this here? Uh, The fourth person you speak of, he could show you what it looks like as those who are living in this world when you come to correct things. Because he can share his memory with you. Very well. So Sig will kind of grab the ne- grab the amulet, and he's going to say, uh, "Show him all the things that happened when he first came to this world in 
your time. And he's going to take the amulet off. And he's going to hand it to the uh, the creator. Hand it to the creator. Roll me... Let's see, what does this take? You are trying to persuade him or show him what happens. Persuade him that what he's doing is hurting people. Give me a persuasion. With advantage, because that was a pretty brilliant way to do that. I don't need the advantage. Not 20? No, I do not. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Uh, The persuasion for Fritz is a 23 in total. Um, hold on. Sig is the one persuading him. Sig would be the one showing him. So, uh, (laughs) that would be a 22. Okay. Alright. And he doesn't ever put this necklace on his, around his neck. But his face, he goes from this very proud... Uh, smiling demeanor and it just kind of like slowly turns into this frown this, this sadness across his face then I would say yes. the kind of visions that uh, Sig would share would be the first signs of the corrupted peoples and how they turned against their neighbors you know you had the dark fey you had the dark celestials the infernals all of the chaos that came into the world the last time. And since Sig was in the group that was trying to do everything they could to stem the tide and to stop it, he saw much of the atrocities and horrors firsthand. So he is getting a front row seat to all of the impacts of his entrance into the world. My darkness has affected countless people. This is something I will never deny. And he holds his hand out to give you back the amulet. And Fritz would take it and put it back around his neck. But that does not change the fact that uh, it has happened. And I could return everything back to the way it was before, before... This so-called self-proclaimed Leviathan had taken over his charge. Uh, I could reset everything because it never happened, but it doesn't change the fact that it happened the first time. And it doesn't necessarily prevent it from ever happening again, either. You said yourself, creatures are unique. Even us mortals can come up with our own personalities, our own outlooks on everything. Even if you craft your uh, your gods, your children, precisely to the image you imagine, what's to say they won't find their own uniqueness and make another mistake? And you can't go and reset every mistake. I imagine eventually the reset doesn't work. I know you can't erase 
you can't erase enough on it. You can erase so many times on paper before it becomes permanent. Or you rip up the paper. Yeah, or you create more problems by ripping a hole through the parchment. That's not a fun time. It's a real big mess. Well. Then I ask you this. You know what goes on in the world. You've seen the different atrocities that have happened. You've seen the things that have that the magic has corrupted or has gone chaotic in. You've seen wonders and beauties and evils and the goods and people. How would the four of you go about fixing what has been broken? Well, I can only speak to my own situation. I originally started out seeing the world through a very, you could say, a very bleak lens. It was a place of sadness, a place of pain. And most of all, a place of um, hurt, either directed towards me or towards others. If you take those under your wing, like, and he will motion to the necklace, like Sig has for, for me in my life, he has taught me there are many ways to fix those very same problems. He's taught, he's taught me from the front. He's led me through while he was in control, shown me a better way to deal with the weak, the, I guess you could say, the uh, pain that you find in the world and ways to help people through it. I think what you need is to take an approach as to actually help and direct not just rip it up and start over again because I think that is too easy of a solution because as you've said and as we've reiterated eventually that reset will wear out something will happen something new will change and you don't want to keep having to reset and redo every time something goes wrong And that is what Sig's people once did for um, one of the, I don't, you probably do not view them necessarily in the best light, but his people did that for the world. They taught, they, they, gui they guided others, they helped. kind of looks at the others well and you too I I think perhaps for myself it's a bit obvious um 
gestures behind them at the shining multicolored gem on the table. Just... We made a mistake ourselves not long ago and introduced more chaos into the world. And so we worked to fix that mistake. And we worked to build stronger bonds so it wouldn't happen a second time. Um, in much the same way, I suppose if I were in your shoes, I would... I would speak with my children, the gods, um, show them how to fix their mistake, show them how to make things stronger and better for moving forward so it doesn't go to chaos again. And if it does, now you've taught them how to handle the problem and how to keep trying. wise old friend of mine once told me that you really can't accomplish anything if you if you just give up. You have to keep trying at it if you want things to improve. Uh, Callie, roll me a perception check. In fact, all three of you Is it vision-based? It is. And it's not daytime. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> 24 for eyeballs. Nice. nice. Uh, I got a nat yeah, 20 for 23. Nice. If that would have been an investigation, it would have been insane. Uh, but that is a 16. 16. Alright, so Fritz does not see it. It's not high enough. However, uh, Callie and Yulby will see when Callie mentioned this old friend and goes over this little lesson. Uh, there's a glint in this, uh, like a little little glint in the eyes of this, this god. And a smirk comes across his face. Very slightly, very subtly, and then it's gone. Okay, you two, for as young as you are, are very enlightened. And he turns to look at Yulby. She'll kind of sheepishly smile. She'll like, well, you gave a stumper of a question. What we would do to fix what's been broken. And really it kind of depends on what the situation is everywhere. There's bad things here and bad things there, but sometimes the bad thing for that one person is they're really hungry, so I gotta share my bread with them. Or or there's this giant owlbear in the way, and they're just attacking villagers for whatever reason, so sometimes you gotta take the owlbear back to where they're supposed to go and tell them how to fish. Or... 
I don't know, lots of things everywhere, and it's always a different way you gotta fix it. It's never the same thing everywhere else. And I'm only one me, and I can only help where I can go. I only got these two feet. Um. <laughs> at, at Yulby's answer, he smiles. Very blatantly in front of everyone. This is that. I think it's the best answer I've heard to this question out of all of the times I've asked it. One person could only do so much. But the thing is, you're not just one person. Well, yeah, I got friends. Exactly. So the more we explore and the more friends we make and gestures wildly behind all of them to their other friends, the, the more good we can all do. But if you want us to do a specific kind of good or ideally, I hopefully you don't tell us to do a specific kind of bad. I know it's all dark and stuff, but I'd rather not make trouble where it doesn't have to be done and not the good kind of trouble because there is fun trouble. Um, but yeah, we could we could all do things. If you want it done a certain way, though, you, you just kind of have to ask. I mean, the lady only tells me we gotta do certain things, They're like help help mothers, help kids, and all that. So. Did you forget to write down the rules when you made the world? Because <laughs> that is helpful for some people. That is, that is a very fair point. Writing stuff down is always helpful. Communication is very much key to any situation. Oh. And he kind of looks over all of your heads. And then back at the group behind. And he says to the three of you, or the four of you, The outsider has chosen well in picking you, you all, as uh, those to confront me. That was a very smart decision of him. Well, uh, if you're wanting another... Uh, I guess, opinion on the matter. Uh, Sig does have an example. It's not quite as in-depth as the rest of ours. He says we all made fairly good points, but he does have one thing he'd like to point out. So, Fritz would kind of bow his head, and then a couple seconds later, he kind of will fade and he'll turn into the blonde, tall man as uh, Sig is now sitting there and Sig will uh, just kind of look at him and says like like Fritz had said I don't have more to add to their points but I can say from the view of a father I remember when my youngest Kari would get in trouble with the uh, different neighboring farms 
And you can't just go and punish and go very harsh on all of the neighborhood kids as well as your own child. You need to definitely make sure that the punishment and situation fits the crime. And in the case of, you know, your daughter doing something that's against your rules, you take it up with your daughter directly. You know, you discipline them, you talk to them, you show that you tell them why it is wrong, and then you go on continuing as your, uh, your relationship was before because if you take it too heavy and take it too hard you don't keep that relationship with your children you turn it into something that is hostile and that is something that no one would ever want very very fatherly answer Tell, tell me, Father, do you have others like yourself? Uh, you said you wanted to reset things to make new gods here. Um, new primordials, as it were. Do you have others besides those you've created? Um, no. It is, well... I guess this is one of the worlds I am responsible for, if that makes sense. Uh, the primordial puts his, his air quotes around the primordials. The primordials of this world um, were once adventurers that had a run in with fate and became after receiving my power became gods it's very complicated but uh, I created them to fill fulfill the management places of this world I guess is how you would put it mm. only one of them would be considered my child I see. Um, I suppose my point was really just to say you said that Yulby's answer was the best one. Um, that one person can only do so much alone, but as a group, as a team, you can do more. Uh, and Sig Trigger just now mentioned keeping the relationship you had. Do you think perhaps... See you'd be willing to consider a relationship with those of this world? Uh, a bond or a pact, perhaps? Something that can build and grow despite mistakes? Hmm. Pact. Bond. Tell me what you propose. I am all ears. He seems very intrigued by this. 
And then kind of glance to Yulby. And look back at him. Yulby gives her thumbs up before she looks away. <laughs> 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 well, it may be a bit presumptuous of me, but uh, what I'm suggesting is companionship, friendship. No one wants to be alone forever. And if you keep resetting worlds that make mistakes, then I can't imagine you have very many deep bonds. You said yourself that you're... There aren't others like you. You are correct. I'm sure you can see his memories. Uh, you can see what those bonds can look like. What they can feel like. Yes. I can see those memories. And uh, the old one uh, was quite proud of you. That's. That's comforting to hear. Thank you. Hmm. Very well. If you all re request a pact or a bond, then a test. I will test those who live in this world that stand before me. To see if this world is ready to stand on its own, to move forward and try to correct the mistakes of the past, or yes, so he. This, this aura that's been around him kind of dissipates a little bit. He kind of just looks like an ordinary old man at this point. Almost to what... To a general idea of what Tazul kind of gave off. That presence he gave off. And he says... If any one of you... Can land a single hit against me... Then I will accept... Your offer of pact, of pact of bond, and I will do my best to make sure those I left in charge learn from their mistakes instead of just destroying them. You are their creations. Let me see what their creations can do. So just a single hit? Uh, yes, it's not going to be as easy as you think it is. I'm not just some old man. Uh, but yes, just a single blow. She's going to like squint at him as like, you know the face from the math meme? 
Yes. <laughs> Just trying to figure things out. <laughs> Callie's going to start walking toward him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't um, move. So while Callie and uh, Yulby go to do whatever they're going to do, I would like to ask for a uh, situational moment. Okay. Um, as switch back to Fritz, and I would like to—he uh, would like to use their approach as a distraction to attempt to hide from view. Ah, so you're gonna try to hide from an omnipotent god? Okay. <laughs> I mean, not really, it, not necessarily it. hide, but like, you, I mean, not really hide from an omnipotent, but like, you know, as they go to approach to do their thing, you move into move stealth. into stealth to be able to use their action as a way to possibly get in there. I mean, roll your stealth check. Uh, so, um, what's 17 plus 13? (laughs) You think it's Rogue boy! (laughs) Um, not to be entirely off topic or anything, but is it not pronounced um, omnipotent? I mean, it could be omnipotent. I've never... Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. That is, that's actually the word, yes, yes. Uh, my brain confuses a lot of things I was, lately. I was never an uh, so. English major, so... Well, sometimes you've only <laughs> read a word and have never uh, heard it. That's, that's fair. What is up, listeners? Uh, This episode here was so long we broke it up into two recordings. So, uh, stay tuned next week to find out the conclusion. Later.